You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. the football going around and receivers catching passes and cornerbacks breaking up touchdowns and it's, it's a good time of year man something we missed missed last year and uh first i want to say you may hear a doorbell ringing continuously throughout i don't know if todd could edit but you may hear a doorbell ringing continuously throughout the pod just excuse it you know, right? there's, there's nothing else to explain it just excuse it and, uh, and just bear with us but yeah it, it's mini camp how, how you feeling todd I'm feeling great. Uh, I, I was like, man, I was. I wish. I wish we could think of some like game for every time the doorbell rings. Something we have to do. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, but I'm feeling good, and you know, the main thing that I'm excited about is that no, actually, no. I'm not going to say it because it might. Yes, please it. don't. Because I think you're going to say, gonna say it. but let's just. <laughs> I'm happy that everything's going well, and that that you know that uh you know before Montez Sweat started talking about the COVID vaccine there was there yeah. was nothing controversial going on yeah I'm doing great though uh I got my Adidas on you know this podcast is brought to you by Adidas and uh Polo <laughs> Ralph Lauren but how have you been I know yes, you've sir. been I know you've been pretty busy yeah I've been good man just just I've been trying to catch up and, and, and look as much as I can but um I'm, I'm good like you said there hasn't been no um yeah so uh <laughs> There hasn't been many injuries around the league, so that's always yeah. promising. Yeah, so, except for the 49ers. Um, Everybody seems to be healthy around the league for the most part, besides the two guys that worked out, you know, off. Right. off. So just uh, hoping that that not even through this week around the whole NFL, so I'm not jinxing the Washington football team, that everybody stays healthy. NFL. Yeah, the whole – yeah, so <laughs> that's very vague, you know. So Yeah, yeah. This is just hoping that everyone stays healthy, Ooh, you know. <laughs> Don't question the power of jinxing things. <laughs> don't, don't, it's a dangerous game. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, it's uh, on a, on the on the non-football note. It's it's been pretty tough. You're dealing with these cicadas, specifically in the the yeah. northern Virginia Fairfax. I think if you're out in Woodbridge, you're not really doing uh, dealing with them too much. But where yeah. we're at, oh yeah. my! There was it was a couple nights ago. We were walking. It was Sunday night after the the boring fight. 
um, we were walking to our apartment building and there was literally 20 cicadas like directly in front of the door to our Ooh. building. Like some were alive, some were dead, but it was literally like 20 of them right there. It took me and my wife probably five to 10 minutes to actually work up the courage to go <laughs> inside of the apartment. And I don't know what it is because like they can't sting you or anything, but they're just, I hate them. They're so big and, and annoying. But I just hate, I hate the sound. I hate the sound they make when they fall and they get on their backs. And, yes. and then the sound we wake up every morning and they're so yes. loud. Yes. And it's there's like a general sound of all of them. And then there's the sound of maybe the especially horny males that's yes. like comes and goes and is yes. even louder. Yes. Man, it's crazy. I, I had one. I was yes, what I've learned and how to master it is to not panic. Um, <laughs> I was at a gas station the other day and I'm just like. I picked the wrong gas station and it's like 30 just swarming. It's like off the oh highway. So like everybody's God. looking at me and I'm just like, oh, I'm trying to like, you know, maintain courage. Yeah, you got it. You got it when you're public. Just, just like, oh my, I'm like swatting, ducking and doing all this. I'm like, man. But what I've learned is if you just let them land on you and then just take your time mm. and flick it off. Yeah. Yeah. Then it's like, it's, it's, it's so much more, you know, but they let make this noise. I flick one off and it's like, ah. I'm like what? I don't even know they make noise when you. What? what? Yes. Oh no! See, that's a great plan. I'm gonna be working on it though after they leave for the next 17 years, so that by the time they're back, and I have kids and everything, then I'll be ready to to do what you described and just let them land on me. I'm definitely not there yet. I'm not there yet, but hopefully I've got 17 years to prepare for the next one. But it's crazy if you're if you're not here if you're in another area and man, it's it's like a plague. Uh, but um, other than that, and, and then how's how's wedding planning going for you? Because I know the, the clock is ticking. You got three months. The clock is ticking, man, and we're just learning that you know some things are just not going to get done. So it's not no need to stress <laughs> right. out about it. So right. that's what I'm learning. Just the main thing is going to get done. That's, that's exactly the main thing is the main thing. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. That's good, man. I'm I'm happy to hear that. Um, all right, I guess now we can start talking to football. Uh, so I will say, in terms of our uh, sponsors, um. In the YouTube. So Hot Chicken Kitchen is opening a second location. I don't know if they've said where yet. I don't think it's open yet. But on one of the YouTube videos, someone commented and was like, it just opened. We're going to go try it out. And I don't know if that was the second location or what. But anyway, so someone went and tried out Hot Chicken Kitchen. And I got to ask them how they liked it. But if you're listening or watching this, be like that person. Go try Hot Chicken Kitchen. Now, the truth is, I mean, we don't get anything when you try them. You're the the beneficiary of trying Hot Chicken Kitchen. I mean, it's... Uh, it's fantastic. So go there and then on Dunpro Financial Credit Repair, a couple of people signed up. They reached out, really signed up, and yes, yeah, said they were sent by Tay and Todd. So wow. do that too. Be like those people also. If you need to get your credit <laughs> score fixed and be like them and ask them about their affiliate program as well, where you can kind of make some money. Um, if you maybe you don't need credit repair services, but maybe you know people who do, reach out to Dunpro Financial and then they can set you up to where if you send people their way, you get paid for it easy money Mm -hmm. so now that we've covered that let's talk some football uh otas mini camp now uh chase young all right first of all let's let's talk about chase young he's back right he's there right right. you know it was like it was like something you have to talk about because there's not much to talk about yeah but we all knew it was really nothing to talk about right and but it's like his presence is definitely it's crazy i would love to ask chase young if he realizes how much of a impact or a face he is of this team like does he realize how adored he is by yeah. fans and media like he is yeah. the face of the organization because we don't have a quarterback yeah. so it's him 
it's yeah. crazy. It's it's and that's probably why people kind of talked about it. Because if yeah. if your quarterback didn't show for OTAs, then you'd be like, that's kind of weird. Chris right. Young right. is our franchise quarterback. Right. He's our franchise <laughs> defensive end. But he was there. Did you care that he didn't go, go to OTAs? No, it just made me appreciate him that much more when he came uh, <laughs> yesterday. That was his plan all well, along. Yeah, that was the plan all along, you know. And, and I mean, the dude's a superstar, man. Let's just go ahead and he name it, call it what he is now. And, and a lot of superstars, they don't – I mean, they, they wouldn't work out on their own. And, mm-hmm. and as long as he comes back better, and apparently he has. So, apparently yeah. he's been blowing up practice. And, and he's like, – like you said, you know, Coach Ron knows that he works. Coach Del Rio knows that he works. So, I could see if he had a bad – you know, like for previous quarterbacks we've had, they they should have been at, you know, yeah. that's expected. But a guy that works as hard as him, I don't mind it. And um, I know he likes to work out back at Ohio State and uh, pass rusher, uh, coach, the defensive line coach. Yeah, yeah. So who who's had Bosa's, both Bosa's. So, I mean, exactly. if he's learning from that guy. That, Can't complain. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and the thing is, when you talk about working out on your own versus like OTAs, they're different things. You know, like when you're training on your own, the things that you're working on are different than the things you're working on OTAs. OTAs are all very much team specific, like obviously position right. specific, but team uh, specific. Whereas when you're working on your own, you're working on, you know, the things you would use essentially exactly. at OTAs on the team. So, at, and you know, the work you're probably, honestly, to be honest, you're probably working harder working on your own than you are at OTAs, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was definitely not an issue. He's here for mini camp, hanging out with the media crew, making fun of, um, uh, was it Devereaux Lawrence? Devereaux? Yeah. <laughs> I think so. Had, had you heard of him? Never. Okay. All right. The next show was the only one. But yeah, making fun of him, which was funny. So it's 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 great that 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 Chase is just there because he's the he's telling Jamin Davis to to run off the field. Yeah, it's crazy. You know, because it might it might matter someday. I love that you hear stories about that about another player. I don't think the player was named, but was telling a younger guy to we run. You know, like in between drills, mm-hmm. we run back and forth. Mm-hmm. We don't walk around here. That's good stuff, man. You see, you know, you know what that does is Chase has that mentality. Now next year, Jamin's going to have that. So now you're just building that culture. Yeah, yeah. You right. know, Jamin's going to tell that to the rookie next year, and then it's mm-hmm. just going to be a bunch of guys that already right. know what to do. It's not right. just going to be expected. Exactly. You know? and that's that's what I love get about get to that it. level where you don't even have to say it. People just come in, and it's just like exactly. boom. Culture. Exactly. I mean, the the word culture is like used here so much because it's been so bad, um, and it needs to be changed but it's like real like it's it's like it's serious like that it's it's used a lot because it really is the thing that needed to change more than anything yeah, um, for sure and that's kind of why in my mind like it's really critical that that there's at least some level of improvement this year because Ron Rivera you know is definitely doing things the right way so uh, there's the first one there yep, there's the first one <laughs> that was the last <laughs> <laughs> he's doing things the right way in terms of the 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 culture and building the team so just you win games to show that that yeah. like that it's it's right that it works essentially. Um, right. All right, Chase Young, uh, let's talk some about Taylor Heineke. And I mean, most of what you hear out of OTAs and minicamp from Heineke is positive things. The little mm-hmm. clips you see are positive things. All right, let's just say over under four and a half games that Taylor Heineke plays in, whether that's starting or coming in at some point. Are you taking the over? Are you taking the under? Four and a half. Uh, man, it's <laughs> a good number. Uh, <laughs> right. I'm gonna say under. Okay. Okay. I think Fitz is gonna take this thing and give give Heineke some time to to 
develop. There's a third, second one. <laughs> uh, give Heineke some time to develop if if he needs to develop. I mean, I just – for some reason, I have good vibes about uh, Fitzpatrick. Okay. Maybe uh, if he starts when we s- secure the first seed. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just playing. <laughs> no, I, I'm going to go under. I'm going to go under. Let's go they're, under. They're, 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 they're coming in fast and furious now. Oh, my goodness, dude. <laughs> Got my hand on the mute button. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so – you know, there's a part of me that wants to take the over, and it's really it, – it has less to do with Fitzpatrick specifically. It just has more to do with the fact that in 2018, four quarterbacks started a game. In 2019, three quarterbacks – three different quarterbacks started a game, but the switches happened like five, six times. And then last year, um, and including the playoff game, four quarterbacks started, and there were multiple switches. But then there's the part of me that is like, well, t- if Taylor Heineke did get – if, if Fitzpatrick got replaced for Heineke, got benched or whatever, would Heineke even last more than four games? You know, because we really don't know in terms of like his injury. I know he's added 15 pounds of the good weight, like he said, which is pretty impressive to add 15 pounds in that, you know, since uh, January. Yeah. But man, I don't know. I don't know if that's the difference. So I'll probably go under two, but it's not so much. I hate to say it, but I'm not really looking at it in a positive light. I'm saying like he may have to come in and start and then he gets hurt. <laughs> we're back to Fitzpatrick or we're gone to somebody yeah. else. Yeah. That, but the only reason I say that is just because when you don't have the, the, the stability at the quarterback position, I can't bet on stability when there isn't stability. You know what I mean? No, for sure. I just feel like that's a bad bet. Cause, uh, but hopefully, I guess hopefully we're right though. And it is under four and a half. For the right reasons, right? Right. It doesn't mean that Kyle out. It it just Fitzpatrick all the way. Uh, talk today was all about Benjamin Saint Juiced. Apparently, he was the second coming of Darrell Revis, Richard Sherman, out there today in the uh, in the mini camps. Which obviously take it as a grain of salt or for whatever you think it's worth. But how much how much of it are you going to read into? his 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 blow up at camp today benjamin st juice on a scale of one to ten how much are you reading into it in terms of this season this year and his 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 level of play what it will be i'm gonna say eight i've been i like i liked him when we drafted all the way in seriously dude because it's just something different about him man you know we've we've and, and we've hit on third round picks a, a lot they, i mean the yeah they part. have definitely been hitting they've been they've been nailing third rounders lately. you know so, so that's why I was a little confident, and I like his length. I like yeah. that he matches, you know, with with what we're trying to do, and that's a big. He has some speed on him, you know. They said he's staying connected with Terry and, and yep. doing stuff like that, and I just he's a corner that we haven't had in some time, you know. Even like William mm-hmm. Jackson the third, they're kind of like similar. Kind yeah, they of, are. They are similar. I would say, you know, and I, and I think it gives them some flexibility to move Kendall Fuller around. And sure. I think that's what they want. Sure. You know, one thing that I don't want to move too far ahead, but one thing that I found was interesting was I think it was uh, Jack Del Rio said something about wanting to discuss like one game we'll play man, the mm-hmm. next game we play zone. And I just think that's so cool because like. Then you don't know what to prepare. For. You don't know what they expect. You know, yeah. it's like, man. So if, if if he shows up like he's doing, I think the defense go, takes, another, takes another step. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. I'm going to say five. I'm just, I'm going to try to stay perfectly level, uh, you know, because camp is camp. Uh, mini camp is mini camp. But it's, it's all like, it's better than hearing he's getting burned. Right. Right. Every practice, like, 
it's it, it really it may mean something positive we don't know i'll say five i'll say that's how much i'm reading to it is like okay i think you know he was a third round pick so really there is reason to believe he should be a good player in the nfl mm-hmm. but i don't want to expect too much week one and then who they play week one he's getting you know beat by keenan allen who's a good receiver in the nfl mm-hmm. so i'm gonna say I five i don't see that happening so you, think, you think he's gonna strap up keenan allen I just think our pass rush is just so dominant. Well, yeah, that, yeah. You know, it's gonna yeah. it's gonna cover up a lot until he's he's really ready. Uh huh. That's you, just so, I mean, the, I guess the question is even is he even gonna play a lot week one against Keenan? That's the follow up question. Think, is he starting, starting outside? I think he's starting outside. I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. I think that if I mean, if he if he continues this trend, that's probably the best thing. So if if they go into right. training camp and you're hearing positive things again about right. St. Juice, now he's performing. Again, last year, he's playing against uh, Dontrell. Okay, so Terry McLaurin, good. But after Terry, he's playing against Dontrell Inman, <laughs> right? Cam Sims, mm-hmm. really before he had, you know, really ascended. shown, yeah, ascended. Yeah. Um, uh, Isaiah Wright. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm, I'm having trouble remembering some of these guys. <laughs> Antonio Gandy-Golden. Yeah. Steven Sims Jr. Like these were the receivers, like these were the top receivers. And now he's playing against Terry McLaurin will be Curtis Samuel. uh, I think it's Diami Brown. Is it Diami Brown? Yeah. I think it's Diami Brown. Um, You know, Adam Humphreys Humphreys, guys who who are coming in either at a, like Diami Brown as a third round pick at a higher level or guys who have had success in the league. And so that kind of gives you a better feeling about him playing well against them versus playing well against guys who are on the bubble. Yeah, I agree. But I, I mean, if he, like you said, he really, if, if he does become a, a like even just a William Jackson, the third level player, yeah, I think it could send this defense to insane heights. Because if you have a defensive line that can get after the quarterback, which this defensive line can, I'd like to see them take a step even further. But then you could play man on the back end. My goodness. Dude. I mean, because then the the precision that's required from the quarterback to get the ball. You know, you have to be very accurate then if you if you're playing against really tight man coverage, and if you're mm-hmm. even slightly off, then that's where the bad passes come in. There's, exactly. there's no wide open receivers uh, running into wide open zones. So, if 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 St. Juice and J- William Jackson third outside playing man and Kendall Fuller's playing nickel, and then man, that that could be really awesome. Yeah, I think I think that's that's going to be in, intriguing because especially with Chris Harris. As a defensive back coach, very right. good. I right. mean, coach, you know, who he had in San Diego. Yeah. Well, Elliot at the now. So he seems like a, and I mean, he was getting some talk about uh, defensive coordinator positions in the yep. offseason, right? I, I, yep. I imagine he'll be gone after this year for yeah, sure, right? Stink, Which, yeah. you know, it happens. But yeah, so uh, it seems like they're getting coached up well, and that on the back end, the, the scheme that's being called by Jack Del Rio, the plays that are being called are. Are, are are easier they're they're right. more clean cut there's not there's, there are a couple of times where you saw where it wasn't and then they got beat yeah but i think now you may not have to disguise anymore right. you just go out there and you play your game and your game yeah. is good enough yeah. that's that's the hope that's the goal yeah. i think that's really the the like when you get to that point as a defense that's when you know you've made it where yeah. like if you can disguise that's great obviously that's even better but if you can just go out there and line up and they we look, it's cover three. They know it's cover three. Exactly. They're still going to stop. They know do? it's a man single high. They know it's a man two. What are you going to do about it? Like, exactly, you still yeah. can't beat us? That's when you know you're <laughs> – so that's yeah. that's the hope. 
there's a lot of pressure on this defense this year, I would say, because I think even with Fitzpatrick, the defense is what will have to carry the team is what should. That's where all the talent, that's where the majority of the talent is. Um, if the offense excels above expectations, but then the defense doesn't or kind of, you know, is lagging behind, I think that's more discouraging than the opposite. Um, talk quickly about Sadiq Charles. He's been playing left tackle. He's been playing, he's been starting second string left tackle, not in terms of like, uh, you know, what he'll, he'll do this season there, but in general, they had him at left guard last year. Mm-hmm. And that's where he was, but now he's at tackle. Are they trying him? Like, are do you think they're giving another go at tackle? What's the thinking? What do you think the thinking is? I think you gotta. I mean, who's the depth behind that? Behind Charles? Yeah. I mean, it's the tackles. Well, I imagine the tackles are going to be Leno, Lucas, Cosme, Charles. Those four. Yeah. So I think you gotta kind of at least at least get them prepared for that. And yeah. I think I think him and Leno are, are very comparable, you know, mm-hmm. comparable uh, as far as size. And I know Leno's not the tallest tackle like a yeah. Cornelius Lucas is or like yeah, a like Cosme. Right. So um, I I like it. And then, like you said, he, he Ron preaches diversity, not diversity. Ron preaches, you know, what is it? Interchangeableness. What if that's <laughs> a word? Um, just um, guys. Hold on, what's the word? (laughs) He uses it a lot, and I just can't think of Um, it right now. It's like diverse, but but it's it's like diverse skill sets. Flexibility. flexibility. Yeah, position flex. Position flex. (laughs) Yeah. It's not diversity. It is. It's like positional di- positional diversity. Yeah, yeah. Positional, yeah but when you positional. said it, it, it felt like we were talking about black people and white people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which he does promote too. Yes. That's not what we're talking about. Yeah. No, no. Maybe it's so, because yeah. you said diversity instead of diversity. Yeah, I don't know. I think so I don't know. Also, what's Whatever. the difference between those two? I don't know. Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I think I think he wants that. You know, and I won't be surprised if you see someone else there at training camp. Just to kind of get guys flexible and, and knowing the knowing the system yeah. at both spots, but I mean, if Leno goes down, then he, we're gonna have, we're gonna need somebody. And, and with Moses gone, and with a couple other people gone, yeah, Jaron uh, Christian. I mean, that's all we have. So I, I'm interested to see what happens. Yeah, I think so. Charles Leno is is, is not their long term answer at left tackle, and part of me wonders. So last year. You had uh, you were trying out Jerron Christian at left tackle. You had to see what you had there. He was a former third round pick, mm-hmm. um, and then that went how it went. Sadiq Charles, mm-hmm. I think you came in and you you wanted to see what you had in Christian at left tackle before Charles, and then you liked the potential Charles had at guard, and then you know the left tackle went how it went. But you only had Lucas. Uh, you only had Charles at guard really, and so if he was going to play, he had to play at guard. Right. And then now I kind of wonder you have. Leno, who you really think can come in and he may not, he probably won't be great, but he can just be your left tackle. At least Mm -hmm. he can be, he can be decent. He can be solid and maybe give him that year, give Leno this year, let Charles practice at at left tackle all off season during the season, be a tackle. Mm -hmm. Maybe you added depth at, at guard, you added Eric flowers. Um, You have Keith Ismail, who I assume you like. And then next year you're trying Sadiq Charles at left tackle. Maybe. But then you also maybe have Cosme available at, at, at left tackle. But you can maybe keep Cosme at right tackle and have Charles at left tackle. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know. I'm just I'm just trying to So do you think Leno is just a one year rental? I do think so. I think between Cosme and Sadiq Charles, 
I mean, Cosme probably the more likely, but I think that they want to go younger for left tackle. Also, I think there's a cap to Leno. Like, like the same way there's a reason Morgan Moses was cut, there's a reason Charles yeah. Leno was cut. Or otherwise, neither one of them would be available. Right. That's kind of my thinking. But I do think he is a one-year. Maybe you bring him back, but if you bring him back, I think you you want someone else starting. Competing. Yeah, like like Cornelius Lucas. Or maybe Lucas is the better option as your backup swing tackle. I just I just so, found it interesting. So how old is Leno? You you don't. Uh, I think he's like thirty. So what would let, yeah. what would warrant him coming back for a multi-year deal? Like what what would you say ha- has to be done for him to for him to come back? I mean, I think he would have to. Let's see. He's twenty nine. He'll be thirty during the season. I think that so Charles Leno to come back would have to play at a level higher than he has in his career. Yeah. Uh, just I mean. Yeah, I mean, because obviously it's tough to quantify with with linemen since there's not a lot of stats to it, but just like play like a legit left tackle who is who is better than average, who is like good to very good, who also can do all the things they want to do in terms of like movement, athleticism, Mm -hmm. getting out on screen plays, getting out on pulling, you know, because they do a lot of that stuff Um, just in terms of athleticism. And because, yeah, I mean, he's not old, be 30. So, I mean, I just think between Lucas and Leno, like, I don't think they're both going to be around here for a while. And Lucas, right. to me, seems like the better long-term option just because he, he plays both sides. Yeah. Just one man's opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just thought Sadiq Charles back at left tackle was interesting after it seemed like he had settled in at guard. Uh, Troy Apke, cornerback. Troy Apke is now not a safety. That experiment is over failed right yeah he's an example of why with saint juice you have to kind of you know temper expectations because yeah. you know he's uh but again trapped is the speed and the size that you want for for all of these positions all like athletically them, yeah. off the charts yeah his problem at safety was really just like vision getting to his drop instincts angles coming up to the ball it was like the freedom that comes with being a safety in a sense was too much for him. Mm-hmm. And then he kind of just always did the wrong thing. But, but as a, you know, if he's a cover two, he's responsible for half the field. If he's in single high, he's responsible for the whole field. But if he's a cornerback, he's responsible for one half or he's responsible for the man in front of him. Maybe, maybe that's what it'll take. You know, maybe that, maybe that's what it, that's where his uh, his athleticism is best used, where you can hide the other things. Yeah, and I think it buys him a little bit more time because that safety spot is deep. Safety spot, yeah, no, he's getting cut <laughs> if he's still a safety, guaranteed. As a cornerback, considering special teams too, as a cornerback, yeah. as a gunner, exactly. Maybe he is your fifth guy. Yeah, I could, I could honestly. Because the athleticism is off the charts. It is off the charts. You don't four three speed, and he's how tall is he? Six four. He's six four. He's six four. Let me look. Trap, which is another <laughs> thing on Saint Juice. I've seen, I've seen six three, and I've seen six foot, and I don't know which is true. I see. Well, I mean, you know, you can only trust. I see six one on like NFL.com. Really, I saw. Imagine yeah. he's six, maybe six three, six two. Yeah, he's okay. He's like tall. Yeah, he's tall for let's safety. Just, let's go middle at six two. He's tall. Yeah, let's go middle. So if he, if he, if he can be a six two <laughs> cornerback that can run a four three. That's phenomenal, but That's the crazy. question is, can he stay with guys? I I yeah. just have I just have a picture of him getting burnt terribly on a double move. That's just yeah. what I am imagining right yeah. now, because it just seems like those natural instincts aren't there. But 
but maybe at cornerback he can learn that. Hey, that's maybe what preseason's for. So yeah, I'm no, that's, for that's sure. Be a fun thing to watch. It'll be fun to and like to the wide receivers point because he's working as a backup cornerback, obviously. Right. So and you've kind of heard some things and him getting you know beat and whatnot, and we hear about like one play out of however many they run, but. If at training camp, he's he's probably matching up against Cam Sims, Calvin Harmon, Antonio mm. Gandy Golden, uh, Steven Sims. He's those are the guys he's playing against as the as the number two. Probably not so much the better guys. If he can play well against them, then okay. If he's getting beat by those guys, then I think at that point, okay, well, if he has to come out and cover Keenan Allen or Kenny Galladay or or Calvin Ridley, then you know he's going to get beat. Yeah. So hopefully, trouble. hopefully what we're he- hopefully what we hear out of camp from that cornerback is that he's he's playing well against the fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, right. eighth, ninth, tenth receivers at camp right now. Um, but I, I like that they are trying to get whatever they can possibly out of him and not just cut yeah. him. I like trying yeah. that. Like you look at Quentin Dunbar; he came in as a wide receiver. Miles yep. Paul came in as a wide receiver. Yep. They switched. They they have careers now that probably wouldn't have existed if they didn't make positional switches. For sure. Like Tim Tebow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, okay, and then I think the last thing, um, well, not really big, but let's move on to the wide receiver group now since we were kind of talking about that, and I think we're doing what? Who's in, who's out yeah. at, at wide receiver? Right, we'll do wide receivers for today. We'll hit running backs, tight ends, all the other positions. But for now, wide receivers, who's in, who's out? You want to go first? Um, yeah, I'm going to go, go back and forth, for go down the line, go back and forth. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. That. All right. Who's your first receiver that is in? Uh Terry. <laughs> yeah, that's Terry. that's easy. Obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah, number one is obviously Terry McLaurin. He's he's guaranteed in. We can do in right. and then out. Okay. All right, in who's your first out. receiver who's out? Gandy Golden. Mm, man, okay. Yeah, uh, okay. I think my first out is going to be DeAndre Carter. I knew you were going to say that. (laughs) (laughs) I think just because, you know, they just brought him in to compete, but they didn't invest draft capital into him. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go DeAndre Carter as my first out. Who's your second in? Second in and go Curtis Samuel. That's an easy one. Big big contract. Right. Samuel, that's my second in as well. Who's your second out? Oh, man. Um, I'm gonna go Sims Jr. Sims Jr. Okay. I'm gonna go Harmon. I think people are gonna be somewhat some people might be irate to hear that. I mean, sure, he he like he played well at the end of 2019. I just think that injury, man. I think if he could have played this year, he could have shown maybe what like along the lines of what Cam Sims showed, but Cam Sims showed it because Kelvin Harmon was hurt. <laughs> And then I just think that at this point, uh, I think him and Cam Sims are kind of similar types, but Sims has shown you more in the games. So well, I, I'm, apparently he had a good day today. Harmon? Yeah. Yeah. I think that'll be, it's going to be great for another team to hear when they, <laughs> when they sign him probably, but I think he's my, he's my second out. DeAndre Carter, okay. Kelvin Harmon. Who's your third in? Third in. Deami Brown. Yeah, Brown for sure. Guaranteed. Brown. Yeah. Guaranteed. Those are those are your three 100% guaranteed. Yeah. yeah. McLaurin, uh, Samuel, and Brown. 
Yeah. Who is your third out? Third out. Sims Jr. and ADG are your first two. Yeah. Let's go. Uh, how many receivers are we keeping, first of all? That's a good question. I'm going to say seven. Seven. That's what I think. I think they kept seven last year to start, I I think. Okay. Um, <laughs> forgot about my guy. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, let's I go. I know who your guy is. <laughs> it's not wrong. <laughs> yeah, it's not right. wrong. It's <laughs> right. <laughs> um, I forgot all about my guy. All right. Let's go. Uh, let's go Harmon, man. Harmon. Like you said about Cam Sims, he's he's the same type player. And the, the difference is that the difference between the two is one was available and one wasn't. So. Yeah. Yeah. I uh okay. So let's see. And I want to make sure we're not forgetting any any guys or any guys whose names we barely know. My third out, I think, is gonna be Sims Jr. Mm-hmm. I, I think just because you have Curtis Samuel and Adam Humphreys. Now, look, I don't think Adam Humphreys' spot is guaranteed by any means. Mm-hmm. But I just think that Steven Sims Jr. did not leave a uh, a good enough taste in the in the mouth of the coaches last year, I just think. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go Sims Jr. Okay. So who is your fourth in? My fourth in is going to be – Cam Sims. Okay. That's a solid one. That's a solid one. I'm I'm honestly I'm gonna go with Cam Sims with my fourth one too. Okay. Over Adam Humphreys. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna go with Cam Sims because I mean the dude deserves to be a fourth wide receiver. Mm-hmm. The issue was was not him playing, it's that he was being a number two wide receiver. He's got some skills. Right. The ball. I know he I know towards like after the Steelers game in that obviously big catch on fourth down. He had a couple drops. Uh, he had the one in the playoff game. Everyone remembers he had one in the Seahawks game. Just there were, there were a couple drops there for sure. But I don't think that undoes what he did. Like he really stepped up in that Steelers game. He provided a spark in the, in the second did. Giants game. He provided a spark and he, and we learned that he is better with the ball in his hands than we thought. Yep. Yep. He's better. So I think that the coaching staff though, they didn't bring Cam Sims in. They inherited mm-hmm. I think they're impressed with him. And the fact that he – like, Cam Sims has clearly worked his way onto and staying onto this roster because he's been yeah, on the yes. team for, what, three or four years now. Yeah. This is yeah. his first time really playing this yeah. past year. And then he took advantage of that opportunity. Yeah, he did. So to me, he's the kind of guy you would love to have if other guys get hurt because he can't come in and he'll, he'll do some things for you. Yep. So, Cam Sims, fourth in. Who is your fourth out? Carter. Don't forget about Milne either. Yeah, I got him. He, he okay. on the roster. Oh, oh okay. So can okay. we do practice squad? <laughs> um, now let's stick to the seven. We okay. we'll get to the seven and then we'll we'll do that. Okay. Uh, Carter. Carter's out for me. Okay. Carter's out. <laughs> okay. Um, this is this is a little uh, this is a little <laughs> controversial, but my fourth out is going to be Adam Humphreys. Wow. I just. I think when you look at what they're paying him, he's he's fighting for a roster spot now. I know I know he played with um. Fitzpatrick at what's it called in, in Tampa and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But I just think, I think that uh, there's maybe younger guys and one in particular, whose name you'll hear next that I think mm-hmm. are both fighting for the same type of role. Mm-hmm. And one I think is a bit more versatile than the other. And one was, one was also picked. So that's Adam Humphreys is my fourth out. Okay. Who's your fifth in? 
fifth in is Isaiah Wright. <laughs> That's your guy, huh? <laughs> yeah, and, and the reason why I pick him is because he offers something that not many of the receivers offer besides Curtis Samuel mm-hmm. um, in terms of being able to rush out the backfield. Uh, he can punt return. He right. can catch screens. And, and I just think I liked him a lot last year, man, and I wanted to see him do a little bit better, but quarterback play was a problem. Yeah. all throughout the year. And I think he's going to step up. I like Isaiah Wright a lot because, say, if Samuel goes down, you can go ahead and throw him right in there and you right. miss a beat. You know? right. And I think you need that because, say, if Samuel does go down and you got Har- Harmon can't do that, Gandy Golden can't do that. So it kind of limits the playbook and what you actually want to do. So I think Wright, his flexibility is going to be huge. I think – I wouldn't say he's a lock. He's going to have to earn it, but I, I got him getting it fifth. Yeah, so Isaiah Rice is my fifth. He's the reason why I have Humphreys (laughs) not making the roster because, again, like Humphreys and Isaiah Wright, they're not the same. Humphreys isn't a gadget guy. He's more of a true slot. But, um, I mean, I think that that Wright, again, he's a guy who you just want to get the ball in his hands, Mm -hmm. and I think he's a natural backup to Curtis Samuel, like a very, very poor man's. But, again, versatility. Yep. He can he can lie. He can take stuff out of the backfield. And, you know, he's a big yep. guy. Came came in a little lighter this year, I think, came in a little too heavy last mm-hmm. year. Um, and then they they, you know, they hand they handpicked him after the season as an undrafted mm-hmm. free agent. Undrafted, yeah. But they just seem to like young guys. Humphreys is not old, but he's not young. Mm-hmm. Also, and maybe this isn't like exactly fair, but I could see Humphreys dealing with the injury in like camp. It's been a struggle for him the last couple of years, and that maybe will open the door for a guy like Isaiah Wright to show right. show what he can do. All right, who is your fifth out? I guess I'm going to have to go it's between two. Uh, I'm going to have to go Dax right here. Um, okay. I like him a lot. I don't, but in this, is this a practice gonna, squad move? Yeah, this is a practice squad move. Yeah, I'm going to go same. I think he makes the practice squad. I don't think he makes the active roster. Right. Um, and then and then sixth in. Humphreys for me. Okay. Humphreys for you. AGG for me. Fourth Why? round pick. Oh. <laughs> Fourth round pick. I, I mean, I think that he will have improved enough in camp to earn the sixth wide receiver spot in terms of let's just see what we have because we picked him in the fourth round and we barely got anything out of him. So but my they, thing is, is – my thing is we're stacked now, so where is he going to find that time? I, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Hope, I mean, yeah, ideally he doesn't have to. <laughs> ideally he doesn't have to, but he probably will. And and when the time comes, hopefully, I just again, I just they invested a, a fourth round pick in it. That's my that's my rationale on this, honestly. Yeah. Whether or not he will become uh, the player you would have hoped, I don't know. Maybe he becomes Cam Sims uh, for you, but I just I don't know. It's it's tough to 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 do that too. And then it's I mean tough. you just look at like an Adam Humphreys. You can sign Adam Humphreys. I mean you can yeah. just, you can just you cut him, you can probably resign but guys yeah, you drafted are like guys you put your name on. I don't know. I'm just I'm just like we did with Inman last year. We cut him and then picked him back up. Next <laughs> right, <week>. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um so that's my rationale on that. But we'll definitely see. And then uh and then the seventh in Right, seventh. There's uh, I mean, there's really. I think we hit them all, right? Tony Brown. I think he's an easy out, yeah. right? Yeah. So for me, I didn't hit Dax Milne. Um, 
Uh, I don't know if they're going to keep six or seven, honestly. I don't know. That was my end. Like, well, Milne was my out. Okay, yeah. So we, we hit them all. So Tony right. Brown would be, essentially be our last out. All right. So then in that case, we have them keeping six. If they keep seven, then I'd probably say Humphreys. Yeah, and I would say uh, Dex. Okay, got you, because you have Humphreys in there. So you have Terry, Samuel, Brown, and then Camp Sims, Isaiah Wright, and Adam Humphreys. You're right. And I have Terry, Samuel, Brown, and then Cam Sims, Isaiah Wright, and AGG. I could see them keeping seven, though. That's my – for me, that's Humphreys. For you, that's Milne as the seventh. Yeah. Okay. All yeah. right. Fair enough. In and out. Um, that's going to be an interesting uh, – that's going to be a good good battle. And um, you got to think of it like they're all going to have fair chances because every quarterback knows the offense, like the back of their hand. That is true. That At is least true. for Heineke and Allen. So there's going to be yeah. no excuses because they're going to get them guys the ball. Yeah, they'll have opportunities. So they, you know, so they'll right. have opportunities. And that's a good point because your third-string quarterback, like you said, is Allen. Whoever's, whoever is running with the third string or the second yeah. and third – Yep. They know the offense rate. It's not yep. um, Steven Montez, you know, yep. like, yep. and they're, they're guys who can actually get you the ball for sure. So they will have opportunities. Um, those top three could be much better than what we had here last year. I think Diamond Brown is a little smaller than I thought. I don't know if you saw, well, you saw the mic'd up segment with Ron Rivera, but then there was mm-hmm. a point where he was talking to the younger guys and Brown was standing over there kind of away from Terry McLaurin, but he just looked a little smaller than I thought. Not that's not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. It, it does. It really is no thing. It's just. It's just something that I'm saying. But you really hope that Dami Brown can come in day one and really do hope something so, for man. you, right? I, hope so. I mean, he, he, at whatever level, whether it's down the field, whether it's underneath, whether it's yeah. whatever it is, I would like to see him with the ball in his hands more. Because in college, you saw it a little bit. A lot of what you saw was downfield, just right, just open, wide open. Um, okay, so should we do the? Awards thing, or do you want to save that for a next episode? Uh, let's save it for next episode. Okay, yeah. We have However, I do have a question. Yes. Out of what's your favorite position group, factoring in um, potential upside, uh, age, um, coaching? Mm-hmm. What, what would you say is your favorite position or group right now, heading in the off season, heading into training camp? I would say and why this is probably the easy choice, but it's it's the defense. Does the defensive line count as one, or does it have to be defensive yeah. tackles? Defensive line. Too. All right, defensive line. Um, sorry, someone's calling me. I would say the defensive line because I mean, well, you said it. For one, they're all young, they're all supremely talented, they're all like good guys, like A plus work ethic guys, uh, A plus character guys, mm-hmm. have leadership traits. You know. Sweat probably being the last in that category, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, they are really the core of this team right now. Like, even mm-hmm. if they get a quarterback, I think the defensive line, they're supposed to be the, the driving force behind the success of the team. Uh, they seem like they have really good chemistry. Like, they're legitimately all friends. So, I'm going to go defensive line. What yeah. about yours? I'm going to go linebacker, man. I've been mm. – I, I just think this is what I envision. First of all, you got the coaching with Jack Del Rio. Ron Rivera, Coach Russ. And then you got Hudson, you got Holcomb, and you got Davis. Holcomb, I think, is 24, 25. Davis, 21, 
Hudson, I think, is 22 or 23. Now, you look at that position, and they're all athletic. They all are disciplined, it seems. They're all young. And I just think they're going to have a great opportunity to, to grow, like, together. You know, and they all can, are flexible, you know, have that position flex where you can go out one series where Jamin's at the mic, you know, or 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 Hudson's at the mic. And he can blitz. Hudson can blitz and, and, and Holcomb can blitz. And I just I'm starting to think that that young linebacker core is about to be dangerous. And, it, and it's not like one is old, like a boss stick and he's like nearing retirement. Yeah. No, yeah. they're all young. So they're going to have at least like three or four years together. Yeah, and they have the potential in about four or five years to be outstanding to go with that D line. Yeah, and it could be scary, you know. Yeah, I like that. I it's you. It's funny you mentioned Cleek Hudson because I was watching the Seahawks game back and I I forgot how much he played that game, mm-hmm. but you kept seeing him pop up. A lot of times popping up in the backfield. And I kind of want to do a, a bit of a breakdown on that because I forgot that he had played, but he's not a name you hear much about. But no. to be fair, linebackers are typically not names you're going to hear right. much about. Mm-hmm. But uh, I wonder what they have in store for him, what the plan is, because I'd love to see him out yeah. on the field. He, he's fast, and he and he could play, he has that position flex too. He can play yep. safety. You know, he did that at Michigan. He yeah. played the viper the viper role in mm-hmm. Michigan. I mm-hmm. think it's called you know where he's like safety, he played corner a little bit, he played D line, and he played all of it. Yeah. And um, I just I'm I'm really excited and interested to see that. Uh, I think I think the linebacker core is going to be outstanding this year, as think- opposed to previous years. Yeah, that would be because obviously if you had to pick between the two, you'd pick a great defensive line and average linebackers. But if you have a great defensive line and then some really good linebacker play behind it, that's how you become, you know, what the Steelers, what the steel curtain was, what the Ravens were with Ray Lewis. Um, Even what the 49ers really can be because they've got some really good linebackers, what they were back in the day. Uh, So, I mean, yeah, <laughs> that group. I feel like there's a lot on that group right now. Yeah, because you got Jamin Davis. If that guy next to Jamin Davis, if you can get another a guy right next to him between Holcomb or or Hudson or or somebody else who can be really solid, man, look out. It'll be dangerous. There's a lot on this defense this year. As man, much as they crazy. proved last year, they have a lot to prove this year. Yeah, yeah, and I think they will. I think they're up for it. I think. I'm not. I'm not necessarily scared of. You know, last year I mentioned before I was scared. I was terrified of the Cowboys. This year I'm not scared of the offense that much. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. because I we got St. Juice, we got William Jackson, we got Kendall Fuller. Our secondary. I mean, good night. Yeah. Cam Curl, Collins coming back, Reeves, uh, Bobby McCain, and the secondary is all of a sudden looking really, really good. You know, so right. I don't and care that, who they line up at me. I don't care who they throw at us. We, right. I mean, they they built. Now, if one goes down an injury, then we might have some trouble. Um, I mean, I, that fourth, I, I think even the depth is really good. Yeah. Because you say if, corner and, yeah, like if if St. Just and, and William Jackson are outside, Kendall Fuller is your inside. Well, if one of the outside guys get hurt, Kendall Fuller goes outside, Jimmy Moreland comes in the middle. Yeah, call, forget about Jimmy. You know, yeah. or if, if, one of, if, if Kendall Fuller gets hurt, you know, Jimmy Moreland or, you know, it's just. Danny yeah. Johnson. No, I'm just like. <laughs> <laughs> Troy Apte. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, but. Um, yeah, I'm excited. It's like probably maybe just because there was no preseason Darryl last Roberts, year. Right. Daryl Roberts, yeah. Yeah, but, he put yeah. Um, also, Bobby McCain made his money as a yeah, nickel cornerback, and that's is, huge, right there. Which is not that's not nothing. Yeah, I think he may be your tenth guy. He's your fifth safety, and he's your fifth cornerback, or you know, so, like I think he could be that guy where, right. if 
if you're Nickelback, whoever that is, Fuller or Moreland or both of them go mm-hmm. down, suddenly McCain's in, at nickel, and then you've got uh, Carla Free and, and yeah. Everett at Free, or you know, I don't know, but I think that uh, that's 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 pretty big. The fact that he came, he played nickel and he, and he played that's free huge. safety. I think that's he huge. he allows you to maybe keep one less cornerback and one less safety because yeah. he's both yeah. of them. That's big. So who who starts yeah. at free safety? You think? Man, I have no idea. I don't know if it's. I I guess I'll say Bobby McCain. I think McCain. I, I'm thinking Bobby McCain. I wonder what, where Reeves and Everett stand. I think Everett's pretty solid, man. Yeah, I think he's pretty yeah. solid. But uh, I guess I'll say Bobby McCain. Yeah. For now, although we thought um, who was it last year? They signed from the Steelers. Uh, Sean name. Davis. Sean Davis. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I mean, he didn't make the roster, so that's kind of how I feel about Adam Humphreys right now. That's yeah. why I said Adam Humphreys. I okay, think he. I think there's a chance he could be this year's yeah. Sean Davis. But anyway, uh, that's it for me. You have anything else to cover? No, that's it, man. That's it. Okay. All right. Pray for us as we continue to battle these cicadas. It's an yeah. everyday struggle. It's an everyday fight, but we're going to get through it together and we're going to yeah. be stronger on the other end. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Again, check out our sponsors, Hot Chicken Kitchen, Dump Pro Financial, and uh, check out our next episode. We're going to try to get some real cool guests lined up. And, and check out our YouTube too. We'll do some breakdowns and look at some other stuff. So thank you for listening or watching however you choose to consume this content. I'm Todd. This is Tay. We'll talk to you later. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.